Welcome to this week's podcast from the Equipping Center. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Jacob Biswell. But I want to talk about uh, the purpose of apostolic and prophetic power. Because we can come out of a weekend like last weekend and there can be confusion about, around some of the things that took place. Because it's not commonplace. It's not what we would consider normal in the scheme of, of church. And, you know, in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, and I'm, I'm going to pull that up because um, I want to read it to you. It says this. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. I'm reading out the Amplified Classic. The evidence, the spiritual illumination of the Spirit for good and profit. To one is given in and through the Holy Spirit the power to speak a message of wisdom. And to another the power to express a word of knowledge and understanding according to the same Holy Spirit. To another wonder-working faith by the same Holy Spirit. To another the extraordinary powers of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophetic insight. The gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose. To another, the ability to discern and distinguish between the utterances of true spirits and false ones. To another, various kinds of unknown tongues. To another, the ability to interpret such tongues. All these gifts, achievements, abilities are inspired and brought to pass by one and the same Holy Spirit, who apportions to each person individually exactly as He chooses. For just as the body is a unity and yet has many parts, and all the parts, though many, form only one body, so it is with Christ the Messiah, the Anointed One, For by means of the personal agency of one Holy Spirit, we were all, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, baptized and by baptism united together into one body and all made to drink of one Holy Spirit. Father, I thank You for Your Word this morning. And in this betwixt place, God, where I feel the tug and the pull of destiny and reality. God, I ask this morning that You would enable me to communicate that which You would have me to speak. That I might release wisdom this morning. Let the anointing that makes preaching easy rest on me this morning, God. I recognize my complete and total dependence on You. Apart from you, I can do nothing. But in you, I live and I move and I have my being. I lean into your voice this morning, God. Dependent on you to communicate your heart to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 7 says, but to each one is given the manifestation. That word manifestation there is a Greek word. It's a Greek word, phanerosis. Say that this morning, phanerosis. It means the 
expressed hand of God. So let me read that in context. But to each one is given the manifestation, the phanerosis. But to each one is given the expressed hand of God, of the Holy Spirit. James Maloney coined it this way. The dancing hand of God is given to the church for the profit of all. It's like God's fingers dance among His people dealing out many gifts of the Spirit of God as He wills, like the tributaries of a river. It's Pentecost Sunday. I, I could preach this whole message on why, why we're Pentecostal and what Pentecost means and, and all of that, but I feel this morning to explain to you and to teach from this perspective why God gives the church power and the purpose of that. See, the purpose of supernatural encounters are to unveil the fullness of God. I cannot in and of myself unveil the fullness of who God is. No matter how long I preach, no matter how much I expound, because the fullness of God is only found in the full body of Christ. Because each one of us carry a uniqueness that God has given us. So we come into a weekend like last weekend where Bordella carries a uniqueness of what God has given her. And, and the incredible thing that it does, and I'll talk about this in just a minute, is that it breaks shame off of people. And it breaks embarrassment off of people. I was getting my own deliverance standing over here against the wall last Sunday night as God was dealing with my own insecurities, my, my own fears, my own things that, that we hold on to. Because how many of you know we go through life I was talking with a friend of mine this week and, and he said something so incredible. He said, we can either choose to happen to life or we can choose to allow life to happen to us. But unfortunately, I think for many of us, life has just happened to us. And so we roll with the punches, right? We just take each blow as it comes and, and sometimes we just take a seat in life and we say, okay, here comes another punch. What else is going to happen this week? We were talking about a, a particular situation. He says, you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to get a piece of gray cloth, tie a pink bow to it, and just hand it to people when they're letting life happen to them. Call them Eeyore. Because I think that's what happens to us sometimes is that the punches just keep coming, and so life happens to us. But see, God gives us supernatural power so that we can begin to make life happen. So that we can begin to open roads in our life to follow the purpose and destiny of God. Because I don't know about you, I'm tired of life happening. I'm tired of things just coming and hitting and hitting and another setback, another thing. And, and so one of my takeaways from last weekend is that I've got to have more. Regardless of how it looks like. Because here's the deal you're probably going to look funny at some point in your life following God. Someone loves it this morning. Supernatural encounters release an apostolic breaker anointing. When we encounter God in a supernatural way, Isaiah said it like this, I'm a man undone. 
That word undone means without ability to stand. I had someone ask me after last week, why do people fall under the power of God? I, I don't understand it. It's so strange and so weird to me. And to be honest, it's still weird to me. Years in Pentecost, years in the charismatic movement. Why? Well, I can only explain it in the way that Isaiah does. I become a man undone when I encounter God. There's nothing left in me. There's no capacity left to stand in His presence. God encounters me for a purpose and it releases a breaker anointing. Everyone is called to have supernatural encounters and be apostolically motivated. What does that mean? To be apostolically motivated means to be sent by God. It means to be a sent one. You are called to have an encounter, to become an encounter. If I were preaching on Pentecost this morning like my notes had dictated to me, I would have said that Pentecost propels mission. When Jesus said, you shall receive power, it was for this purpose in 1.8, to be my witnesses. See, when we encounter the presence of God, it motivates us to do something with it. I love what Bill Johnson says. He says, wherever I have found the activity of God, that can become my possession. I'm going to add to that, as strange as it may be, as different as it may be, because God wants to break you out of life just happening to you. He wants to break you out of just having to roll with the punches as they come so that we become endued with power from on high. He told His disciples, wait for me so that I can bring power on you. It wasn't just so they could flap their gums and wiggle their tongue. That wasn't why Pentecost came, y'all. Pentecost was, was the guarantor of the power. If I go buy something and just bring the receipt home, what good is that? I've got evidence that I bought it. But if I went and bought a car and just brought the receipt home and never drove the car, that's a waste. The evidence of the baptism being speaking in tongues isn't enough. You can speak in tongues all day long, but if it doesn't transform you and it doesn't empower you, then what is it for? Daniel 5, 11 and 12 describes Daniel as one who had an excellent spirit. Daniel is, is the only book in the Bible that was written both in Hebrew and Chaldean. So there was, there's two languages happening here, but this word excellent here in Daniel is a Chaldean word, and I'm going to butcher the, the pronunciation of it. Yatier. I made it sound French. It means to jut over, to exceed, to be very exceedingly excellent. When we encounter the Holy Spirit, when we have an encounter with God, it brings an excellence around our life. It changes something. It causes us to stop living in sin. You can't tell me you've encountered the Holy Spirit if your life hasn't changed. That's a dangerous thing in this hour, y'all. 
There are so many who, who are still living how they used to live, but they've been given platforms. And they've been given microphones. Numbers 14.24 says this, that Caleb was of a different spirit. It's the Hebrew word aker. It means another strange, peculiar, and unique. When the power of God comes upon you, it's going to be peculiar. Might be a little strange. Might be a little different. Micah 2.13 says, the one who goes ahead of them will break open. That, that phrase, break open, it is the Hebrew word parats. It means to make a breach, to bust out, to scatter, to urge, to break. God is separating people out of the church. Those who jut out a little further than the rest. People of another spirit who break open as a wedge, going before the people as a forerunner, unveiling the fullness of God through apostolic anointing. God desires to break you out of what has surrounded you and bring you into a new place. That's what Pentecost was all about. It was taking the church out of what had been just routine for years, hiding in rooms. It had been years where they just gathered at the temples. It had been years where the, the church had, had never been alive. But then the Holy Spirit came and filled the people so that they could go out. So that they could break out. That's what God wants to do, y'all. He wants to break us out this morning. It's time for a jailbreak from religiosity. Second Corinthians 12, 12 says this, the signs of an apostle through perseverance in signs, wonders and mighty deeds were performed among you. What are the signs of an apostle? The first one is perseverance. What Berdella taught last weekend that we need to grab hold of is the perseverance of a prophetic word. That when we persevere with our prophetic words, when we persevere with our promises, that's true apostolic anointing. It's not the name of an apostle on a business card. It's, it's not titles. It's perseverance. And then it's signs, wonders, and mighty deeds. An apostolic person operates in the supernatural on a consistent basis. Healings, workings of miracles, deliverance, prophecy, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, strategies on planning for church government. But it's, it really boils down to supernatural patience through persecution. God wants to awaken that in you this morning. That you would have supernatural perseverance and patience through persecution. And what that does is it creates a passion that is born in you. Apostolic prophetic anointing disarms disappointment and it restores inspiration. It dismantles wrong concepts of God and restores proper instruction. I believe, as I was praying this morning, that the Lord spoke to me 
And he said, the great awakening that I'm bringing to the church is not going to be this massive outpouring that people expect it to be. He said that the awakening I'm bringing to the church is the awakening of the individual of what it means to be my disciple. Listen, I'm all for a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I'm all for goosebumps and revivals and, and all of that. But what I really want to see in this hour is that you awaken to your individual call and you walk out your individual destiny. Because when that happens, the greatest outpouring we've ever seen. See, in Acts, Acts 2, where Pentecost came, they'd waited on the Holy Spirit, but they didn't just hang out in the building. They went down to the courtyard where they were and they preached the gospel and 3,000 were added to the church. See, people just want to gather and they just want to do this thing and they just want nice worship and they just want good preaching. But that doesn't change our city. That doesn't change our community. It's what we do with what we get in this place and take out there. Yes, we need to be in unity, but, but here's the deal. is God's definition of unity is not our definition of unity. That's something I, I really had to, to walk through this week. I was, I was in this, this really tough place of, God, I see certain things happening and, and, and there's this cry for unity, but I can't unify with that. There are things I can't stand with. I can't come into agreement with. And so this is the unity that I believe God's calling for is a group of people who have said, we have forsaken our sin. We will carry a standard. And in carrying the standard, we will fully lay our lives down for Christ to go and pursue those who are far from Him. That's the unity God's looking for. He's not looking for a bunch of people who can sing the same song and shout the same words. That's not unity. I think some of the most disunified places I've ever been have been community prayer gatherings. I know this is, I, I, I can't help it this morning, but I've just got to say some things that I'm, I, I'm stepping into a prophet this morning. So, so prophets offended, if you get offended, come talk to me afterwards and, and we'll pray. But I, I just, I feel that I've got to say some things this morning. There is a, a defining line that God is bringing in this hour where what once was acceptable, it was never acceptable, but where, where we, we turned an eye to things because we thought, no, we got to walk in unity. That's not unity. That's conformity. That's looking past something to say, okay, I'm just going to ignore that issue because they're gifted or they're anointed or they're called. We cannot do that, church. Because what happens is what is in them will defile us. This is why we're to be in the world, but not of the world. That's why anointing dismantles wrong concepts of God and restores proper instruction. The apostolic prophetic anointing discharges wisdom and virtue and the anointing imparts peace and contentment. Apostolic prophetic anointing dissuades the people of religious leaven because there is a difference between holiness and legalism. 
And we have to discern the two. Now, some will say holiness looks like legalism at times. But when we discern the two, but the anointing gets rid of the legalism, the religious leaven that spoils the freedom of the rest, and you become commissioned with a mandate to increase the sense of freedom in worshiping God. Apostolic anointing restores, renews, releases, and reforms. To restore means to bring back and return. I believe the church is about to see a, a return. This restoration that God is going to cause people to return to Him. There's a restoring. You know, the word the Lord gave me last year was that the first wave of people who would come into the church would be those hurt by the church, but we would speak their language and they'd be empowered to go get the second wave, which is people who have never known Him. And I believe that we are in that, that last part of the first season where God is bringing those who speak our language, who have been hurt by the church, so they can be restored, so we can go get those who have never known Him. It renews. Renew means to make like new, to revive. To release means to allow to move, to, fro to flow freely. See, I think one of the, the things that happened is, is the last great move of God centered around one person. This next move of God will center around disciples, each functioning in their individual calling. Will there be leaders in it? Absolutely. That's God's structure and order. But you should be allowed to move and flow freely. Reform means a catalytic process of change. I believe what we experienced last weekend in our empowerment weekend was a catalytic moment which empowers us to change. God desires us to become like Him. Passionate about the things that He's passionate about. I'm hungry to see the church awaken. To stop playing games. and I'm just so, so grieved by even things that are happening in our own city. In the name of God. One of my students wrote a research paper this week. Crimes in the name of God. And as I was reading through it and some of the things that I was reading it, it just, it sickened me, not because of what he wrote, but because of the things that the church does in the name of God. And I believe that God wants to raise up a standard in this hour and release apostolic anointing prophetic anointing, that we would have perseverance to fully pursue what God has called us to pursue. It won't be popular in our postmodern progressive Christianity. It won't. Because it goes against all these ideologies that we just need to turn the eye. But with this, I believe that we will individually and corporately experience one of the greatest outpourings of the Spirit. But what does the outpouring do? It empowers us to go. It empowers us to fully pursue 
what God has called us to. So this morning, I'm not going to preach long. But what I do want to do is I just want to pray. I want us to contend for a few minutes this morning. But I want us to cry out this morning that God would touch you individually. And He would release an anointing this morning. This is what they did in the upper room. They gathered and they prayed together. Lord, let an apostolic and prophetic anointing, that breaker anointing, rest in this place this morning. I thank you, Father, for the power of Pentecost. That God, in Acts 2, you poured out your Spirit to endue your disciples with power from on high. That they might be your witnesses. This morning, I thank you for a Pentecostal anointing. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Or visit www.equippingcenter.us.